93.3 FM. KXNO's Thirsty Thursday continues now with the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Here's your host, Jared Stansberry. Yo, it's a Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Powered by Mechdyne. Sorry, I had the wrong intro there. We have a new intro, I think, but I don't know if it played, but it's okay. Powered by Mechdyne this week. During the... Uh, Man, get get out of here, Ross we, Peterson. We just had Ross Peterson call us amateur hour for the guy who can't get a keyword in in the first 50 minutes of the program. I was going to say, this guy is going to sit here and call us amateurs, and he... No, man. Tell me I'm an amateur. Get out of here. I don't run that stuff. Uh, what's up, EZ? How's it going? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, man. It's been an interesting week. I, I was going to say, I mean, not that I was concerned about you, but it's got to be tough for you these days because... You're, I'm sure, still doing a fantastic job previewing. You know, everything on the football side's great, but it we're out of season. Yeah. So then you've got an Iowa State basketball squad that we knew was struggling, and then you can't even talk about games lately. Like, what have you just been pulling your hair out lately? Like, what am I going to write about? What am I going to talk about? Yeah, dude, it's hard. Um, it it feels a lot like what it was like in May. Uh, yeah. last year when there was just really nothing going on. The one positive at that time was that recruiting was really, you know, kind of ramping up for the 2021 cycle. And right now you're still kind of on the, the early part of that, which brings me into a, what we're going to do later on in the show. We're going to have Jake Emming, the first commitment in Iowa State's 2022 football class, uh, a linebacker from Sergeant Bluff, Bluff Luton here in, uh, in the state of Iowa, but, uh, talk about him a little bit later on. Um, but I mean, that's, that's what's frustrating for me is it's like you wake up every morning and you're like, man, I have no idea what I'm going to write about. Luckily, the Iowa State women had a game the other night. That was something good. And then, you know, now we're in a position where hopefully they'll be able to play Monday night against Oklahoma State and, uh, in the men's and we'll be able to kind of turn our attention to that. And at least like last May, you're right. There was a lot of, boy, are we talking about a season that maybe not even happened right. or what capacity? But at least it's a time of the year where typically there wouldn't have been you know, basketball or football games anyway, right now it's, it's the latter part of January. Like there's something, it's the elephant in the room. It's like, if you have, you know, a a giant party with a bunch of your friends and then somebody who's like the centerpiece Mm -hmm. of your friends group doesn't show up, everybody's like, yeah, we know who's supposed to be here. And right now that's men's basketball. Right. And it, and what's, what stinks about it is like last week we could still, you could still talk about games that had happened because they'd been recent enough. And it's like, you know, they'd played Texas Tech on that Saturday previously. You don't, you lose the game against Kansas State, but it's like you have that week to like sit and be like, okay, how can we look at this, what this season has been so far and maybe take a little bit of a bigger picture view? Yeah. Uh, you know, through seven, almost halfway through the, through the Big 12 schedule. But man, when you live, lose a full week and a half of games, like then all of a sudden you're in a position where you're just talking about the same thing over and over again. And, you know, like right now, I have no analysis to give on Iowa State men's basketball right. because I, I gave everything I had last week. We were already kind of digging into the bottom of the barrel a little bit last week, just trying to take a bigger picture view. And now you're like, well, I'd, hopefully they'll be able to play on Monday. That's like the best analysis I have. And everything comes with an asterisk these days of the the plan is to play on Monday. We're hoping a game, but for all we know, Iowa State gets through everything and Oklahoma State could have right. some sort of spike or whatever. So I, I guess then... 
Is there is there much new on the news front as far as um, Xavier Foster? Obviously, we know that he you know had to kind of shut things down. But has there really been uh, anything come out from the program about how that's gone so far, or is it still pretty much you know question marks up in the air? Well, I know Steve Rome said on the on the big on the coaches show on uh, on Monday night that they were able to start working out in groups of two on opposite ends of the floor on Tuesday. Okay, we're going to talk to Steve Rome tomorrow morning for the first time since. Uh, I guess it would have been last Thursday. Um, And so we'll get more of an idea of what's going on, I think, at that point. Uh, But I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Okay, say so you could only start having two people in the gym on Tuesday. When does practice start again? Right. You know, and then what's that look like for a lead up to a game on Monday? You know, if you couldn't play against Texas Tech on on Saturday, I mean, I can't imagine that they're really going to be able to get back into the gym quite yet. So that's I don't know, man, like there's just so many things that are kind of up in the air. And and that's what's worrisome for me about this is like, you know, I, I think you can look at it from two different ways. Like, OK, maybe because you're struggling and all these kinds of things like to get a time off and get to step away from the game for a minute and get a little bit of a mental reset. You know, that might be good. But I think that this team, like, they need to be able to get on the floor and they need yeah. to be playing basketball together and they need to just be able to uh, continue to grow. And, and I'm worried that taking this two weeks off, more or less, now you're going to end up in a situation where it's just like it knocks you back a peg. And they didn't have room to be knocked back very many pegs. Yeah, when in the NFL or even in collegiate football, when you go into your bye week, on a loss, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we wanted to win that game so that way we could be thinking positive thoughts through all this time. And when you lose a game, doesn't matter the sport, you want to get out there immediately. You want to be back out there the next night if possible right. to say, hey, that wasn't who we were. Let's show everybody what we are. And then you start to have you know the, too much time to dwell on the negative it it sent, it can send you in a spiral. Whereas on the opposite side, when you're rolling well, yeah, you want to keep playing, but then a break sometimes is like, all right, well, at least it gives us time to refresh, it, it recharge our batteries, maybe work on some things. But yeah, there, there's nothing worse than when you're not playing well and then you have a break and it's not even like, well, we knew this was coming. Right. It, it, it was all of a sudden, it was having the rug swept out from underneath you and it's that uncertainty, man. It's, it's at times this whole pandemic thing has been, if I just knew, if you could give me a date, even if it's farther away than I want it to be, if you just give me a date, then at least I have light at the end of the tunnel and a goal that I'm working towards. Whereas at Iowa State right now, it's just kind of, you know, cross your fingers and pray and hope that you know, the next time around we're ready to go. This time it's Oklahoma State on Monday. Yeah. And you look at just, I mean, think back to what the last time that we saw this team, uh, a 27-point 20, loss, 28-point loss, whatever it was, to Texas Tech uh, on that Saturday at Hilton Coliseum. And, yeah. and not only is it like you got beat, but you got your butt kicked, you know? And then, so you, then you sit for two-plus weeks, and you have to stew on that. Um, and these kids, you know, when you go into this situation like this, like it's not like they can go and do something to take their mind off of it. Right. You got to they're probably quarantining. Yeah. You know, and uh, I can't I feel bad for those kids because at the same time, you're in a situation where you look at social media, you're getting on Twitter, you're just bored. You're scrolling through Twitter. 
people aren't being very nice to these kids no. right now. And, you know, like, I, I understand it. Like, I get it. But that was what was frustrating to me. You know, I put out a tweet Friday night that they were pausing activities, and the first responses are, are making jokes about them right. having to pause activities because they haven't been playing very well and things like that. And that, to me, that's just like, come on, like, don't kick them when they're down. Well, like, we've, we've gotten calls from people who are like, don't you think that it's odd that the football team with so many more people – they didn't have this COVID outbreak, but the basketball team is. And I'm like, I, I have no doubt in my mind. Like, the, there would be so much would have to happen for them to be, you know, making it a bigger deal than it actually is. Right. It wouldn't be worth it. But you're absolutely right. Going back to that that game on the ninth against Texas Tech, I don't. I know that Iowa State is a good enough program where they're not going to say, you know, we're 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 finding you know moral victories, but Hanging with Texas and Baylor as well as they did, keeping those games as close as they did against top five programs in the country, yeah, it felt like, okay, maybe this is where they turn the corner. And again, it's not even necessarily defeating Texas Tech, but keeping that game close and then trying to build into some of their other games. And yeah, it's 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 arguably one of the worst games all year that they could have taken a pause on. And that's where we currently are. Yeah, and, and I think that there was even that stretch. They probably weren't going to beat Kansas, you know, like just being realistic. But to lose that game against Kansas State, that would have been huge for them, I think. Just yeah. to, to get your mind right where you're playing another one of those teams that's at the bottom of the league and... You know, being one in five obviously isn't like you don't want to be one in five, but one in five feels a whole of a lot better than zero oh and five or zero oh and right. six. You know, and then zero oh and seven and, and so on down the line. And so you lose that one, like that's where it, it it stings. You know, because that was one that you could win. And and now we don't know when that game is going to be rescheduled. To they rescheduled the game against Kansas for February eleventh. Um, but you just look at the the schedule going forward. Unless Iowa State's going to play three games every week, basically for the rest of the season, then you're going to, I mean, they're not going to be able to make them up all, make all of them up. And and for Iowa State, I don't think at this point anybody's going to sit here listening to the radio and go, well, what does it even in matter? It matters because you want these kids to get minutes. You want to see some positive things and you want to go into the offseason. No, you're probably not talking about. Um, tournament success, but you're talking about regular season success and then having a good showing at the conference tournament, hopefully, I mean, we'll get into <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. but hopefully having a Big 12 conference tournament, but you want anything to build off of right now, and you can't build off of anything if every day the story is, all right, we're just trying to come back from COVID. See, and that's the, you know, I think we all went into the season, and, and I remember, you know, Chris and Brent Bloom and uh, Kirk Collin and I did a piece right before the year started where we kind of gave some different scenarios where it's like, this is what we see as being a success for mm-hmm. this year. I didn't say like, oh, go in, you got to go to the NCAA tournament. It's not NCAA tournament or bust or something right. like that. Show me something that will make me feel confident going in to 2021, 2022. And frankly, if you're Steve Prohm, it's show me something that makes me feel confident that you should be the guy going into next year. Yeah. And right now, like just realistically, I I haven't seen that, you know, like what have we seen that would make us feel confident for 2021, 22, nothing right now. And like these kinds of games, that game against Kansas state, like I mentioned a game, uh, honestly, even if they've been able to play here over the last couple of weeks, a game like Oklahoma state, that's one that I think could, if they had 
kept correcting their mistakes, maybe they could win that game. Like Oklahoma State, they've got good players, but by no means are they this. They're not a top five team. They're not a Texas, a Texas Tech, or a Kansas. Uh, even though they, I guess they did beat Kansas, but uh, that's just where like, and I guess they beat Texas Tech. So I'm an idiot, I guess, in in that <laughs> sense. But um, it's just it it stinks, man. And I I'm interested to know what you think too. What uh, what they'll do with those conference tournaments but first we do have a call uh doug calling in from des moines he wants to talk some cyclone basketball doug how you doing tonight thanks for calling the cyclone fanatic radio show good love the show guys um yeah i have a question um overall um do you think this i mean i love watching you know the basketball just remember you know the glory days do you think this do you think prome will get this team to play better i mean what i don't want to put you on but what do you think overall do you think um I, of course i want them to see him play i think i think they got talent um it just seems like um they go a little forward and then they go back um that's just what i think but uh um i'll hang up and listen but uh, i was just wondering what you think overall uh, of this team and uh what you think of the future holds so i'll hang up and listen thank you Thanks, Doug, for for calling in. Um, man, that's a tough. It's tough because I and I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm going to I'm going to reserve judgment on what I think the future should hold for mm-hmm. Iowa State until this season is over. Uh, but from what I've seen right now, it's hard to have too much confidence that anything's going to change. Yeah. I, I think there's too many issues that are too ingrained right now and I think there's too many issues just with the roster as a whole for things to just suddenly you know flip a switch and and they're fixed this is not the Monte Morris team of in 2016-17 that was so good and then it just took some things coming together and then boom now they can take off I I don't know I I, I have a hard time seeing things getting better this year right now Doug kind of led the conversation where I wanted to go with this I know that this is a cliche in sports but sports cliches are cliches for a reason what is the identity of this team right now? I don't think that for Iowa State, the goal necessarily should be... I mean, at this point, I hate to say it, we're at the point of the season where wins and losses aren't as live by the result, die by the result, as they would be in other years. You just want them to go out every night, put the game plan in effect, and say, okay, if we lost a close one, but we did what we were supposed to do, that's almost better than playing really sloppy, getting a couple of fluky plays, and winning a game. So right now, if you're Iowa State, not just this year, not just this season, 2020-2021, but going forward, it's a valid question. What is the identity of Iowa State basketball right now? They don't have one, man. Right. I mean, they, they don't have one. And that was what I wrote after the second game. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like this, this is not a new problem. This isn't even just a this year problem. Right. This has been a problem for several years, and I don't know what the goal is right now. You look at this team; they're not good on either end. They're average at best on any given night. They they can maybe be good. That's like the best they can be. That's, that's their, their peak. ceiling. Their yeah. ceiling. But more often than not, you're probably going to be just okay on both ends. You're not going to win at a high level in college basketball if you're just okay on both ends. If, unless you've got some guys who are just supreme talents. Right now, I don't think they've got any guys who are just supreme talents. And they've and got guys who are the solid. the one that is, it, isn't playing Yeah, and, I, 
and still, you and I have had that conversation about about Xavier Foster even before, where it's you know there's things that I think we're holding him back as well. We know the thing about the injury now, yeah. you know. So it's like that's no, of no fault of anybody. It's just bad. It's dumb bad luck, you know. And I I think that that's what if you're looking at a goal for the remainder of the year, figure out what your identity is. What do you want the program to be moving forward? Because right now you have nothing to hang your hat on. You're not good on offense, or you're not elite on offense. This isn't what Fred Hoiberg did, where they might not guard anybody. We just got done talking about Iowa in here. They might not guard anybody, but hey, they're going to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, And and you're going to go and recruit people that are going to put the ball in the basket. I just want people that are going to go and get buckets, and we'll figure out the rest later. You know, If that's what you want to be, then cool. If you want to be a defensive team, we're going to go out and get kids who are going to get up in you, who are going to compete, who are tough as nails, and who are going to make everything difficult for an opponent. That's what like Kansas State does. Kansas State accepts the fact that they're going to have some pretty lean years because they're going to have like six freshmen that are all of a sudden having to play, you know, and that's where they're at right now. But in two years, those guys will have been have grown together. They will be part of the system and they will have bought into that culture that what Kansas State wants to be, what Kansas State's identity is. And all of a sudden they're going to be good, you know, and that's just where like I don't know what for Iowa State basketball because they don't have that identity. They don't have that thing that you can fall back on on any given night. And what will it be? You have to make a decision in my mind right now. We're either going to go this way or we're going to go this way. We we don't have time to mess around and just like try and be really good at both because we're probably not going to with our current personnel. You asked what can they hang their hat on right now and Sadly, the the thing that they can probably hang their hat on the most is the fact that they're still recruiting talented kids. But when you've got guys who just kind of seem like they're going through the mist and they don't have a direction, I'm worried about what that does for recruiting going forward with the kids who are watching them when they're out there. Obviously, they haven't been the last couple of weeks, but watching them and going, man, I know they've got talent. Why isn't it coming together? And... The other thing is, when we first found out that Foster was going to be done for the season, Ross made the point that, you know, all in all, it's not that big of a deal because, you know, it's not like this was a team that was, man, we're one piece away from making a run this year. I just worry about how much time you're going to have with Foster at Iowa State, and you want, in order to keep him around for as long as possible, you want positive things, you you want him having the experience of his life in Ames and going, this is a program that I want to get to that next level. And right now, I mean, through no fault of Iowa State's, but right now what he's got on his resume is, oh, I've been there for half a season and we've had an awful season. There's been a pandemic and I've been injured. Those aren't necessarily things that lead to a guy saying, man, I'm going to come back for one more year. A lot of times those are ones that are saying, maybe I just need a new start. Yeah, and I I have no idea what you know. I right now today, do I think Xavier Foster is going to transfer? No, no, I'm not you even know, talking yeah, about yeah. It, transferring, but maybe maybe going to the the pro level earlier than he would have if he said, you know, you, you look back at guys like Garza, and Garza mm-hmm. said, "I'm coming back," despite the fact that. I could either maybe play in the NBA, but probably go play overseas and make money. But that tie to the institution right now, you need that in everybody at Iowa State so that you can build off of what you have, which right now isn't a lot, but it could get worse if all of a sudden 
the recruits watching this don't want to come there or if you do get in a situation where guys are going, man, I just need a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that no one can argue the way that they've put people into the professional level. I mean, look at look it up and down the guys that have gone there, you yeah. know, and. I know some of them weren't brought here by Steve Prohm, but like there were guys that Steve Prohm helped turn into, uh, into a, into a, um, into an NBA player. And that's just, but at the end of the day, if you're a kid who thinks that they could have that potential to go to that level, and I know that I think Tyrese Halberton is a kid like that, or not Halberton, but Tyrese Hunter in this next class is a guy that could eventually get to that point. But it just makes you wonder, okay, you're coming and telling me how many kids you've put in the NBA. Why haven't you won more games with them? You know, yeah. and that's like that's going to be the question that's going to be asked just inherently because no matter how many more people you put in, you look at these last four years. Okay, you went. I think they got tenth in the league. Then they went five hundred in the league with a team that had about six guys who were going to be professionals on it. And then you had a team that finished ninth in the league with a lottery pick. And now you're destined to probably finish tenth in the league again. Uh, Matt is calling in from Des Moines. He wants to talk about Xavier Foster. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Thanks for calling the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Hey guys, how we doing this evening? Doing pretty well, man. Uh, what do you Great. What do you got to share with us? You know, I, I just wanted to touch base about Mr. Foster. Um, it's very unfortunate that he's injured and not going to be able to play. And I, his foot injury obviously came from during high school or the AAU circuit. Um, I appreciate basketball, and I'd officiate a few of his games as he's grown up from about sixth grade on. And he has always been an out outside out three pointer shooter all the time he never plays inside he never works on his he, i never see him post anybody up and i can never figure that out during high school why this guy would not go post up guys that were guarding that were six five six three and he just wanted to shoot the three and, and handle the ball which i get that that's part of the game nowadays but if you're talking about wanting him to go to the next level and i cannot see him going to the next level early at this point in his career but he needs to develop his game he'll get eaten up by the big guys in the pros, because those guys can play every position, mm-hmm. and they can dribble the ball. And I get it; he can he's going to do the same thing, but he has not shown any inside game his whole career from fifth grade through now. Yeah, and it, I don't know why in high school I think I should never walk. And they had a barely over five hundred record last year, though. And so you know, I just the the points just don't add up to me about it. Um, uh, don't get me wrong; he's a great player. He's the, Worthy of a Division One, Division One scholarship, but why weren't the, the Blue Bloods really coming after him? He was all that, you know. With Iowa, Iowa State, you know, Midwest, there was talk out on the West Coast, but it was really just kind of talk. So, for sure, I was just curious what you guys thought about that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think you made a, a lot of good points, and there's, you know, he's going to have to develop. A, the Big 12 is a tough beast. <laughs> you talk about the the NBA or the next level. I mean, just getting to that level physically to be able to play down low, um, it's going to be big. That's just for for any kid that's coming in to play at the at the Big 12 level. I, it'll be interesting to see how he develops. It's unfortunate that he's going to lose the rest of this year. Z, Z do you have anything to well, add into well, that? Is he, is he eligible for a red shirt, or is, there, is this already a free year? It, it is already a, a free year for these guys, so I, I don't okay, think that so that will matter. Okay, so actually hang on. And, mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Well, I really do hope this guy gets healthy, because, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the guy. I, I just think I lost, and I hear people talking, and just sort of like, man, I don't see the super hype. I see the potential, but the super hype to this point, no. And like I said, hopefully he's been working on that 
up till this point, and now after he gets done with his rehab and goes into the off season, that he'll get stronger and healthier. And I just want the guy to be well and play well, but um, just I think we need to slow down on all the accolades nowadays. If they just start reading too much into it at such a young age, and it, it it really hurts them in the long run when they finally do. Other people do catch up to these kids' abilities, so. Um, but yeah, I wish nothing but the best to him and for the Cyclones. Hope they get what uh, get a better team going here next year and uh, get back to the winning ways. Appreciate your call, Matt. Thanks for uh, thanks for giving us a ring. Yeah, and like Matt, I've uh, seen Xavier Foster a few times uh, broadcasting him when uh, he was playing at Oskaloosa. In fact, the the kind of go to games that I saw were usually the ones uh, when they would travel up to Norwalk. I think that part of the reason that uh, when when Matt was curious as to why he is more of a perimeter player than you would expect for his size, is that that's kind of the the style that he wants to play. And as you go up the ranks, you don't necessarily play the style of game that you want to. Mm-hmm. You play the style of game that you need to. And I, I can't believe I never thought about the comparison before, um, but I saw a, a six foot six. Um, Danish defenseman play hockey and as a freshman he got drafted by the Philadelphia Flyers and everybody was like what this guy was awful his freshman year but the Flyers saw yeah but he's coming from playing European ball to now playing hockey at a collegiate level in the U.S., we know that he's going to develop. You can't teach size. I think that there's some comparisons there with Xavier Foster who not only no knocks on Iowa high school basketball, but it's not as competitive as some of the other states. And he wasn't even at the top level. So when he wanted to get in a a mano a mano type matchup, and especially we saw that when he took on uh, Bowen Bourne, is he loved hitting those mm-hmm. threes from well beyond, and it almost became a game of back and forth where the two would start shooting from further and further back. I saw him drill one. A couple of feet from the oh, yeah. absolute corner yeah. of, of of the of just inside his half, and as he goes up those levels, he's going to need to develop a different game because that just as a Big work. Twelve, yeah. that's not going to work, and that's never going to work in the pros. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike's calling in from Ankeny. Mike, you want to give some thoughts on Cyclone basketball? Thanks for calling the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Yeah. Just real quick, you guys were talking about, you know, what do we want from this team for the rest of the year? And I'll I'll tell you quick what I want. I want them to show me that at least some of them give a blank because I haven't seen any of that from this team this year. Uh, Jared, I think you wrote it took till ha- almost halftime of the second game for Solomon Young to get his first rebound mm-hmm. of the season. I mean, the hustle stuff, it just, I mean, I'm, I don't even care if you make mistakes, but do it diving for something. Do it like playing Iowa State basketball is important to you because, guys, I'm not seeing it, and I guess that's all I got. I think that that's a, a very fair uh, fair point. Thanks, Mike, for, for the call here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. I, I don't know that I necessarily... I don't think it's that they don't care. I right. want to say that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I don't think that I agree with with Mike and the, the thought of that they're not trying. I agree with his sentiment that he's not seeing it. Yeah. And that should be first and foremost. You should be able to put out a performance... We that, shouldn't have to wonder if you're yes, trying. Yes. If, if, you, if you go out there and you're trying 
we should be able to see those results and never have to wonder because you want to be the guy that at the end of the game says, hey, we lost, but nobody can accuse me of not putting mm-hmm. everything out there. And right now, that's not Iowa State basketball. Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk to new Iowa State football commitment, Jake Imming. When we come back, you're listening to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Mechdine here on the Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and Owen 10- Hey guys, it's Williams here from Cyclone Fanatic on behalf of my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clyde. They've been a part of the Cyclone Fanatic radio show here Thursday nights on KXNO for a really long time. We're, we're talking like half a decade now. They're great supporters of what we do, and in return, we like to do the same to them. That's why anytime I need any electronics, anything like that, I call my friend Tim Mullen at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Not only do I get the best service in town, but they're Cyclone Fanatic supporters, big time. Give our friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive a call today and tell them Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Gershman Mortgage, the Midwest's premier mortgage lender, is proud to be a part of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home, a vacation home, maybe you're going to upgrade or remodel that existing home, you can even refinance your current mortgage. Gershman Mortgage is here to help. With over 60 years in the mortgage industry, we have security, experience, and unmatched service. Visit our Ankeny office. Call 515-964-5952. Visit Gershman.com to get pre-approved today. Gershman Mortgage, NML. LS number 138063, 1200 Southwest State Street, Suite E, Ankeny, Iowa, 50023, Equal Housing Lender. This year has brought challenges unlike any other, but if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in times of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, an initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have participated, including 30,000 first-time donors. The gifts thus far total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! 
Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. It's not whether you win or lose. It's whether you serve pork at your tailgating party. Hi, I'm Dave Struthers, and I'm here to remind you that Iowa pig farmers like me work hard year-round so you have safe, wholesome pork for the football season. Whether it's pulled pork sandwiches, ribs, or chops, nothing says tailgating better than pork. This message brought to you by Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff. Make your tailgating delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams from CycloneFanatic.com. I'm here today on behalf of my friends at the Iowa Clinic. I want you to go to the iowaclinic.com. That's iowaclinic.com and get information on your annual flu vaccine. With the COVID-19 pandemic ongoing, we got to do what we can to protect our immune systems from diseases like the flu. Fortunately, there's a good way to do it. It's the flu vaccine. So here's your phone number. 515 875 9000. Give them a call to schedule it, or you can go on and schedule an appointment online at iowaclinic.com. The Iowa Clinic has offices in West Des Moines or where I go in Ankeny. I'm Chris Williams reminding you get that flu shot. It's more important this year than ever. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Presented by Mechdyne here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Jared Stansberry and Eric Samora are going to take you all the way up to 7 o'clock. Just got done talking some Iowa State men's basketball. And now we are going to go to the phones and talk to the first commitment in Iowa State's 2022 football recruiting class came down earlier this morning. That is Jacob Emming, the linebacker from Sergeant Bluff Luton. Jacob, thanks for taking some time to talk to us tonight here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. And I, you know, first of all, I just, I, I got to say congratulations on your commitment. Um, what was it about Iowa State that, that made you want to, to pull the trigger here and, and be the first member of the class? Well, I just, me and Coach Campbell had a Zoom the other night and he answered all my questions that I had. And from then on, I just knew that I had to pull the trigger and that I wanted to lead this class. and what we can do for sure man and it so what what has been the process like for you i i know that iowa state was the the first school to offer you what have what's been building that relationship been like especially you know i know that there's been a lot of restrictions on recruiting and everything like that uh so to you know build that relationship with coach campbell when i i guess i'm not sure if you've ever met him in person uh what's that been like 
Yeah, it's just it's been awesome getting to know everyone. And what I really liked about them is they were just always so consistent with contacting me and calling me, texting me, you name it. They just they were on it, and they or I knew that they just wanted me there from the start. So it was really cool. Jake, this is uh, Eric Zamora, and uh, I'm, I'm curious. We here at KXNL love to get around and uh, check out high school games. Unfortunately, you're a little out of the area that we cover too often. So for those who aren't um, too familiar uh, with your game, what would you say some of the, the strengths are and, and the style of uh, football you're going to be bringing to Ames? Yeah, I think that I'm really versatile, and I play sideline, sideline, and I'm always running back and forth and all that and I think I use my hands pretty well and just I have a nick for the ball I think I always find where it is and see what I can do what has been the the conversations uh where you're going to play do they see you playing inside or, or outside at the college level um they really they see me playing at any three of the Every- positions that at the linebacker Okay, how mm-hmm. I imagine that you've you've gotten a lot of chances to to watch the Cyclones. Obviously, I mean, and the success that they've had uh, with that group um, between Mike Rose, Orion Vance, and and now Jake Hummel, two of the three being Iowa kids. Uh, how much did that play into it? I mean, seeing that what the positions they've been able to put those guys in. Well, obviously, seeing. Mike Rose and he's started since he's been a freshman, a true freshman. And it's just, it's crazy to think that he came from just barely getting a spot his freshman year to now next year, he'll probably be a third or fourth round NFL draft pick, which that's crazy to think. And those other guys are really almost right there too. They have chances to go on and play at the next level if they want to. And, it's just it's very exciting what they're doing at the linebacker position. Jake here on uh, KXNO, we've been absolutely thrilled with the historic uh, season that Iowa State had, and and really look into the future. And we're just guys watching and covering. Um, talk about you know what you're feeling going into a, a Cyclone football program that really uh, is on the precipice of doing something, some things that they've never done before and being a part of that, that culture. It's one thing, in other words, to go to a, a program that's already been to the mountaintop. What does it mean to you to maybe help get the guys there? Yeah, I, I think it's really special because like, obviously you have all these major programs like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, those guys, top dogs. But then you have these schools that, like Coach Campbell always says, have five-star culture and they're not a five-star factory. And I just really think that plays into the mentality and the guys are just always ready to show up to work as hard as they can every day and just always get better. So eventually we can get to the top and see what we can do up there. Jacob, do you play any other sports? You know, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about just your your high school experience so far at uh, at Sergeant Bluff Luton. Yeah, I do. I, I I play basketball in the winter and then run track in the spring. And I think those sports have they've really helped me develop and become quicker and faster. Obviously, with track and just there's many skills that go into playing other sports that a lot of people don't even know about and. It's just, it's really the competitive edge, too, I think. I think 
if you're playing football, that's great. But playing multiple sports year round is it's obviously beneficial, and I, I think it shows to a lot of guys. What will be your your focuses here heading into your your senior season? Um, what are some things that you maybe want to continue to improve on as you uh, as you get closer to that uh, to that college career? Yeah, well, obviously, I want to put on a couple pounds here. I want to get up to about two ten, two fifteen, and just be really lean and quick, and just stay with my skill set. And obviously, got to keep on working on hands and all that stuff, quickness, you name it. But there's always work to be done. And then the last thing that I, I've got for you, and then uh, and then we'll let you go. Being the first guy in the class, that's a, a pretty big distinction. Has Coach Campbell already uh, convinced you to to get out on the recruiting trail for him and and start talking to some uh, some other guys? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've already talked to a couple guys, and they seem like really cool guys, and I think they're both really interested in Iowa State, and hopefully, I can pull them on board. Do you mind telling us who it is, or uh, or do you want to keep it uh, keep a secret? I'm gonna keep it a secret. All right. Now. I don't know if you guys would like me telling or not, but yeah, for sure, that's fair. Yeah, but all right, Jacob. Yeah, it's just the beginning. Yep, for sure. Thank, uh, thanks again, man, for taking the time uh, to to talk to us tonight. Congratulations uh, again on your commitment, and uh, and we'll talk to you again down the road. I'm sure. Uh, congrats on becoming a cyclone, man. Yeah, thank you. Sounds good. It's Jake Emming, the Jacob Emming, the first commitment in Iowa State's 2022 recruiting class, the inside linebacker, uh, or linebacker, I suppose, from Sergeant Bluff Luton, three-star prospect, number five player in the state of Iowa, according to the 247 composite, the highest-rated linebacker recruit. And EZ, I think, you know, from a broad just recruiting perspective, it can be stated just how big of a win this is for Iowa State, you know, to have beat out Iowa, to beat out Kansas State, to beat out Nebraska, and when you think about the, the the history for all three of those programs, I guess not as much recent history for Nebraska, but with linebackers that they have had, for them to be able to win one like this, I think is pretty notable. Yeah, yeah. Is is the more you get further away from Ames, and I mean, being in the Sioux City area, that probably helps a little bit. But obviously, statewide, I mean, uh, Iowa is you know always going to be a tough one to compete against, mm-hmm. and then don't. Don't sleep on the fact that, you know, where he is, that's also Husker country. Oh, so so the fact, yeah, the fact that, uh, that he's able to, uh, decide to go with, uh, Iowa State is huge for the program. And one of the things that, that I love hearing from youth, uh, players at, at all levels is the idea of getting their feet wet in different sports. And I know that, that might sound like, oh, well, what does that matter? But, I feel like way too often we hear kids at a really young level that specialize in one sport, one position, and it's not just the other things that, in his case, basketball and track are going to bring to him from an athletic standpoint, but looking at things in a different way and looking at things from a different way when it comes to how a team is different in basketball versus football or you know in track and having something that also has maybe some a little bit more uh, individual and personalized accolades as well as the team uh, aspect. I think that's just fantastic. And and the more that you can be a well-rounded athlete and not just find yourself pigeonholed into one area, I think long-term you see the benefits all across the board. Yeah, and I think it was good to hear him, him talk about just what it means to go and 
play in a program where you're trying to get to the mountaintop. I mean, I, I, and I think, you know, it, it's obvious. Like, we can say, like, Iowa State being better is going to open a lot of doors for them. Like, duh, obviously that's the case. But, you know, these kids right here are the ones that are going to carry the torch from this group right now. And in that, Jacob sounds like a young man. The, the reason I ask him, like, has Coach Campbell already got you out recruiting people? You know, I could just hear from the way he talked. I was like, this is the kind of kid that they're really going to have him be a leader of the class and try and push to get more guys to jump in. He's buying into the program, in other words, because he didn't say, oh, yeah, uh, you know, they've kind of asked me to do that. But he was like, yeah, if I'm going there, right, if I'm going there, I want to build the program around, you know, myself and around the guys that are there. I want guys who are good football players, but good guys as well. And the fact that he's taking that initiative, it 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 says a lot about where he's going to be and what we'd expect him to be not just there's a difference between and there's nothing wrong with it but every team needs x amount of you know soldiers just guys who go and and get their stuff done but then you also need a couple of guys who are leaders and it sounds like he's already starting to take some of those roles uh in his profile, so to speak. Absolutely. That's Jacob Emming, the first commitment in Iowa State's 2022 football recruiting class, the linebacker from Sergeant Bluff Luton. Big recruiting win for the Cyclones here uh, earlier today. We'll talk some more uh, Cyclones when we come back here on the Cyclone Fanatic radio show presented by Mechdyne on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KX and 0106. Hey y'all, Brent Bloom here. Let me tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. They have a giant new store that they opened up about a year and a half ago. They're in West Clive, right near the Waukee border, my old stomping grounds. And they can help you out with any of your needs. In fact, with a larger warehouse now, a larger selection, they have many items right there at the store. In fact, my mom just needed some new appliances recently. It was an easy call to make. Told her to call Tim Mullen and the guys and gals over at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And always ask for the price match. They'll help you out. There's something competing out there. Check out our Cyclone Fanatic friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Look no further for your next vehicle than the number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. All month long, save as much as up to 21% off on a variety of new Chevrolets. Or qualified buyers can receive 0% for 84 months on select new 2020 Chevrolet models when financed through GM Financial. And don't forget about the great zero-down sign-and-drive lease offers on select new Chevys. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans choose to drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online at carlchevrolet.com. Plus, follow us on Facebook to keep up with all the great things we have going on this month. Proven to be worth the trip from anywhere for over 40 years. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90, in Ankeny, at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. This year has brought challenges unlike any other. Challenges impacting every one of us in some way. But if there's one thing we can count on, it's that Cyclones come together in time of need. Through the Forever True for Iowa State campaign, a historic initiative by the Iowa State University Foundation to raise donations that will benefit every aspect of the university, Cyclones everywhere are helping to reach the unprecedented $1.5 billion goal. More than 89,000 donors have given to the campaign thus far, including over 
130,000 first-time donors. These gifts total more than $1.35 billion. The campaign, now in its final year, has achieved an amazing amount of success thanks to gifts of every size, and the impact is seen across campus. During these challenging circumstances, the generosity of Iowa State donors is what keeps the heart of campus beating. Learn more at forevertrueisu.com. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This pony needs a new home. Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson has an exclusive drawing for our VIPs. Earn entries now for your shot at a new Ford Mustang Fastback. But this ride can only go home with select Club Wild members. Check your status today when you play at Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BEDS-OFF. Hey, Cyclone fans, it's Chris Williams. You've heard our friends from the Iowa Pork Producers. They've been coming on here for the last couple of years. I've been telling you guys about them. I've had the great opportunity to meet so many of our state's great pork producers over the last couple of years, and I've learned so much. One thing specifically, I didn't really know this before. I guess I probably should have, but these pigs are raised in environmentally controlled barns. That helps farmers care for the pigs. They protect the pigs from extreme temperatures, predators, you know, all that stuff. It is so high-tech, some of the stuff that our great pork producers are doing, and they're doing it all to feed our world. And, and, don't forget about this, so you can have some of that delicious Iowa pork at your tailgates coming up this fall. From everyone at Cyclone Fanatic, I'm Chris Williams saying thank you to our state's great pork producers. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network is now fueled by the Mississippi River Distilling Company. It is located in Leclerc, Iowa and owned by Cyclones. In fact, one of them even used to be Cy. People ask us all the time, how can they help out at Cyclone Fanatic? Well, here's a way. You can pick up a delicious bottle of Cody Road bourbon or the very popular Iowa's Cream Liqueur. Cyclone Fanatic is proud to be fueled by Cody Road. So cheers to our friends at the Mississippi River Distilling Company. And go Cyclones! Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, powered by Mechdyne. If you're looking for a, maybe to change fields, what do you know about engineering, Easy? What do I know? Yeah, do you know anything about engineering? Um, that's the guy who is driving the train, right? The engineer? All right. Uh, well, I, I don't know much say, about engineering. I was going to say, if you're ever thinking about changing fields, the, the folks at, at Mechdyne would maybe be. But I'm just going to say, you're probably I'm not, probably not, not Mechdyne. Yeah. Mech, not, probably not Mechdyne material. But the, the folks out there looking to join a great team, they've uh, got a chance to, about a year and a half to go to, to go and tour their facility. And um, it's pretty crazy to see what they do out there in Marshalltown. Everybody's heard a lot about what Chris and Brent have said about them on the, the Sunday Night Podcast uh, over the last year or so. And um, I will, I'll reiterate all of those things that the, those guys are awesome but uh 
Easy. One of the big questions I think here is we we start to move forward through the the rest of this basketball season. It's kind of how the postseason is going to look. Um, and the big one right now is: Are they going to play the conference tournaments, or mm-hmm. should they play the conference tournaments right now? And I know that they're leaving the days open for them, and and all those things like that. Uh, but man, I have a hard time thinking that that is a good move. Yeah, right and, now. And uh, you you've got two issues that you're dealing with. One, you have the concern of what if we get everybody there somebody has an yeah. outbreak and then it it pauses things of the conference tournament but then it also really brings into question okay what happens if somebody gets something at a conference tournament who was slated to be playing in the NCAA tournament i feel like honestly I'm a huge conference tournament guy. I think that and in you, and some ways... you know all of us are. Yeah, with yeah. With how big Kansas City is. I, I, I feel like in a lot of ways, the, the product and the environment and just the tournament in and of itself is, is, is better in some ways than the NCAA tournament. And even with that being said, and not somebody who's like, okay, well, we've got to put all our, basket, our, our eggs in the NCAA tournament basket... I feel like when we first started talking about the COVID-19 pandemic, really, I mean, in, for a lot of us, it didn't really hit home until the world kind of stopped with mm-hmm. sports in March. Yeah, I knew that there was a possibility that we would have our worlds turned upside down. I know a lot of people said, well, okay, so we're like trying to pause for 14, you know, for two weeks, 14 days to s- stop the spread. I'm like... It's going to be longer than that. I've been really, I've been, I've been happy with what we've gotten in the sports world since then. Was the college football season kind of a mess at times? Yeah, but we had a college football season and we had a championship. The NHL and NBA picked back up seasons and played out. Major League Baseball got through an entire season, albeit a short one, and the NFL looks like it's going to as well. My thought is with that many teams coming from that many different areas, I almost feel like it's a it's it's a it's a tournament that you can do without for a season, especially because while the financial hit that you will take of not having your Big Ten, your Big 12, your ACC tournaments, etc., that's going to be peanuts Mm -hmm. compared to what if that causes us to not have a full NCAA tournament and then all of a sudden everybody who said, "We, we need this to stay afloat, then you're talking about possibly putting programs and teams in jeopardy. Yeah, and I think it's hard to justify the idea that you know, to play in these conference tournaments and you're going to have to go to Kansas City and be there for a week and sit in a hotel for all this time. Okay, you know, the Big 12, for instance, you've got five, six teams that could go to the the NCAA tournament. Oh, well, now you guys got to go to Indianapolis and you're going to stay in a hotel in Indianapolis for the next, you know, for Baylor, for instance, you're going to stay in Indianapolis for the next four weeks, you know, and that's on top of just being in Kansas City for a full week. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that the best thing that they sh- they can probably do is you end the regular season and then boom, it's done. You got two weeks. 
there between then and when the NCAA tournament starts. And it's like, everybody get their affairs in order. Everybody get everything they need to get ready. And then we're going to hit the ground running and play these games in Indianapolis. And, and as tough as, look, the, the NCAA has a hard enough time trying to host the tournament this coming year and try to keep outbreaks to none or as minimal as possible. But at least at that tournament, everything is being played to the same standard. It's the same expectations. Where we're going to have issues is each conference does their own. Even if they're NCAA mandates, you're going to see some conferences do a better job than other ones. There's going to be... there's going to be inconsistencies. And because of that, then all of a sudden you're going to see, okay, well, if there's an outbreak at the ACC tournament, then all of a sudden, what now all of the ACC teams can't go in or, or some of, I, I I just feel like you're with, with as much as we have gotten through, I just feel like you're unnecessarily playing around with fire here. Yeah, and it's crazy to think back to those tournaments a year ago. Just, I mean, that was when all of this came on my radar with with COVID nineteen was going down to Kansas City um, to cover that uh, to cover that that event. And we've got another caller here with just a couple minutes left in the show. Denny up in Clear Lake, uh, he's got some thoughts on on COVID and the in the NCAA basketball tournament. Denny, thanks for calling the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. What do you have to share with us? Hey, thank you. Uh, first of all, thank you for having uh, the recruit on. That was really a, a nice interview. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but last night in the top 25 for men's basketball, seven of the 11 games were canceled. Seven yeah. of the 11. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good thing. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I don't look at it getting any better. I, I really don't. And it, it, it's really too bad, but, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get the vaccine and people will wear masks. I, I'm kind of an advocate of wearing masks and, Actually, Jared, I got tickets today for the uh, Iowa State-Texas uh, women's game today. They are available at the ticket office. Are they? Man, that's kind of surprising yeah. considering how big a game that's yes, going to yeah. be. So everybody go buy their tickets for that game Saturday night. Word. Yeah, yeah, you might want to spread that word because I got them today. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll definitely have to do that. It's going to be a big a big one. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, though, Denny. I mean, this thing's just going to be so difficult to, to keep on the, the rails, especially as we get further and further into the season. And there's just so many dynamics in play right now, as we're seeing and I'm, play and I'm out a in patient, Iowa. I'm a, patient, I'm a patient guy on the Steve Prohm deal. I'm patient. I've, I've been around a long, long time. And, man, we didn't have any good basketball for a long, long time. We didn't have good football for a long, long time. So, guys, I'm patient. And I think Steve will get it done and bring them back and – you know, that's just my opinion. For sure. Denny, thanks for calling in tonight, and uh, I hope you have a good rest of your rest of your evening. And and what Denny was talking about there was the, those seven games being, you know, the, the higher profile, the ranked ones, but I think it was 17 overall, and that just kind of goes to, to Denny's point is, you know, we're, we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. We've got vaccines coming. Hopefully everybody can stay safe, but this might be one more, you know, go-round with these winter sports where we're, we're just just not quite there yet yeah and it just it's so tough because there's so many teams you know there's so many teams there's so many games every night I mean it just it's there's so much going on and um you know hopefully hopefully everybody will be able to get it figured out hopefully we'll be able to play an NCAA tournament because it's going to be huge to the future of college athletics Z thanks for uh sitting in with me today anytime for sure thanks to Jacob Emming from Sergeant Bluff Luton the first commit in Iowa State's class for joining us as well thanks to Tyler Allen for producing we'll be back same time seven six to seven here on the Moines Sports Station for 1460 KXNL 106.3 next week.